growing up the way that I did, wanting to be perfect, my sister and I were overweight. We would be called Bertha Butt. I had those teachers tell me that I wasn't good enough. My medical records is the way that they described me. Depressed, fearful, frightened, angry, helpless, hopeless, depressed, worthless, detached. And now I'm speaking to like 800 of you. And I'm not patting myself on the back, I'm really not. Our experiences, both good and bad, make us who we are. And a big one for me is my battle with the mental illness and my stay in the mental hospital. It's my story, I'm not embarrassed, and it's the story that brings me to you every single week. So welcome friend to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 64, today's hug, Patterns of Women, session five of the Stress Club book study. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. So the title of this chapter is actually Babies, Kittens, and Puppies. Nice, right? Before we jump in, let's do a quick review of what we've done so far. Because today is five, so that means we've had one, two, three, four. The first week we did um, two, two chapters together. We talked about frogs in pots, where we've been like conditioned for all these years to just live this stressful life thinking it's normal. And I shared my story and encourage you to process your story. And we talked about the formula for happiness. And then the next week, the chapter was called I'm Not Mad. And that was the chapter on language and how we use language. And then the next week, we did My Soul Sister, which was the chapter on um, women and language and how we use language. And then today, last week, we did Got Gas, where we talked about the concept of stress and the word stress. I hope I have that right. Just somehow I didn't feel right in my counting. And today we are on to chapter six, even though it's session five, which was just really stupid the way I did this. But well, if I mess up on my numbers, just please forgive me. And I think I have a little bit of a scratchy throat. So if I sound weird, forgive me for that too. So I, I hope that you're doing well, as always, through this crazy crisis. Um, We are doing well. My daughter has been home from Florida. She was furloughed from Disney Cruise Line. So she's been here for five weeks. And my husband has been furloughed from work. So he's been home for like six weeks. And I've been home for all this time. So yeah, we're adjusting to this kind of crazy time period too. So, you know, I'm I'm glad. I thought it was such a good time to do this book study. And if, if you are a man and you just, you tuned in and you were like, of course, you probably would have already shut it off by now if you were going to shut it off by now. But I hope that you'll still stay with me because this can give you so much insight into actually yourself, gender differences, the women in your world, all of that stuff. So I'm going to read a lot of excerpts today. If you are with me, I'm going to start on page 77. Um, If you still need the PDF, I am going to start selling products again on my website soon although they show for sale I'm not going to promote but soon within the next few weeks I'm getting more consider yourself hugged pins in they should be here in a couple weeks and I'm going to redesign the book cover so don't miss the time period for me to send you that free pdf if you would like so but if you have the book or the pdf I'm reading on page 77 it's kind of long but I think it's beautiful so I'm going to read the whole thing and this is fake name Abilene. She says, 
Do you know this? Oh, sorry. I always want to say, remember, these are real time. These are real extracts with the language not changed at all. So I may change a couple things, but for the most part, I want to stay true to what these women said. So Abilene says, do you know this dream that I had the other night, though? I actually woke up crying. I mean, physically, I was physically crying in real life. And this was my dream. This will go with your thing because I know that having women in my life is important. And I have none right now except for work. I have none. I know how important that is because that's when we get to be ourselves. Zero. That's it. Period. And so I had this dream that this friend of mine from my last school, she and her daughter were there. Her daughter had something happened to her and we're all kind of talking to it, talking about other things. We were in France for some reason. I don't know why we were there, but we were just talking. And right before I woke up, she and I just embraced and I just cried on her shoulder and I woke up missing her so bad. Like I was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, I miss my friends. Like, because I always knew I could go in my my friend's room and she's like this goofy one of those people you know who just loves you like there's nothing and it's this dumb naive innocent love it's just the way she is she's very like oh whatever you know about everything so I knew if I went in her room that she would hug me and I would feel like if I was having a bad day I could always go in her room and she would give me a a big hug and ask me how I was doing If she was having a crappy day, she'd dump it all on me and it would be so funny. Yeah. So honestly, if I had to tell you my biggest stressor right now is the fact that I am the loneliest freaking lonely I have ever been in my life. I think this is, it's beautiful. It's touching. And be honest, if you were a man, you might not be talking this way about your friends. And so we tend to associate this type of thing with women. And so remember when I introduced you to the concept of interpretive repertoires or themes a couple of weeks ago. Today, we're going to talk about one of these themes, one of the three overall ways that women talked about stress, and that is as the plight of women. So they talked about stress as, oh, it's just, it's just the way we have it. It is our plight. It is our burden. And in order to best understand it, we'll start with a little bit of biology. Now, I'm not an expert on gender differences. I do have an undergrad degree in biology, so I have a decent understanding. But there's so much debate over gender. How much is biological? How much is cultural? So as I think I've said before many, many times, when I say women do this or men do this, I do not mean all women. I do not mean all men. Even if I accidentally say men do this or women do this and forget to make the clarification. That's why I titled the podcast um, Patterns of Women. So what we're talking about today is not necessarily the norm, but it is the pattern. Okay. Remember we talked week before last, I think, about language historically being viewed as a weakness for women. Remember that? We talked about how our language was seen just as a weaker version of what men do. And unfortunately, biology has been that way as well. It wasn't even until 1920 that women were allowed to vote. I mean, is that not crazy? At least on the federal level. But part of that, even if it wasn't explicitly understood by every group, was that women were not viewed as not as smart as men. Our brains are smaller. We were seen as weaker. Actually, there were some articles written that talked about women should not be allowed to vote because 
we are supposed to reproduce and any energy taken away from our ovaries and put to our brains would take away from our reproductive capabilities. Ah! So those things were so unfortunate and damaging because as you know, we are brilliant. The problem that has come from that is that now it seems bad to talk about gender differences because for women historically, that has not been a positive thing. But we are different. As an example, I talk about this in the book. Back in 2002, there was this brilliant woman researcher at UCLA. Her name is Shelley Taylor. She did a study on how women and men respond differently to stress. And she coined a phrase called tend and befriend. So you've probably heard of the phrase fight or flight. Like if we are confronted with a quote stressful or challenging situation that our body breaks into we either attack it head on or we run away and we do that we all do that but all of the studies had been on men so Shelley did this study on women and she found that women also employ this tend and befriend and the tend part means the cleaning thing like maybe you have when maybe you have in the past or or currently when you get upset you clean you organize you move things around you shuffle things you push things it's sort of a a nesting type thing attending behavior but how many times have you heard a man say give me the vacuum i've had a bad day i know it happens but it's not it's not as common with women the befriend part is what you just heard in the extract that i read from abilene I think it was Abilene. We, we oftentimes want to talk about our difficulties. That is the befriending part. We release chemicals that make us feel good when we talk. Our communication centers tend to focus more on talk and communication. So, and actually Judith Baker Miller, who you've talked, you've heard me talk about before. She talks about all of us, men and women benefit from mutually, um, empathetic, beneficial relationships, healthy relationships, and that includes talking. But women in particular really do tend to have a great benefit from talking. So we are different. So I told you before I was going to read a lot of excerpts today. So if you have the book or the PDF or the Kindle, I am now turning over to page 80. And this is an extract from fake name Bernie. So Bernie says... Well, just to feed back on what you're talking about in terms of having a girl's night, I think that other women and, you know, sisters, whether it's sisters in your family or female friends, they're an incredible amount of support during stressful times. And I don't know where we would, we would be without them. You know, I don't feel like I need medication or a counselor because I feel like that. And, you know, those intervening things you do like get out in nature or walk. I mean, all those things that keep you healthy, but emotionally healthy. I think it's having the support of other women. So I just wanted to take that as a step further from the Abilene extract where Bernie actually says it keeps you healthier to have that support of other women. And so you hear it there. There were many extracts like this, both in the language chapter and in this chapter. Supportive women, women bond, we're there for each other. And look, I know that it's not always, women do not always support each other, but in the perfect world with befriending and language, that's what it looks like. So now back to the study and the theme of stress as a woman's plight. 
on page 81, um, Carolyn and Ray, I'm going to read the interaction between them because what you hear between them really says a lot about women when they talk about stress as being the plight of us, the plight of women. So Carolyn says, I think Ray and I are in the real world. I think we are in the real world. Ray says, I agree. I think the reality is four to six hours of sleep if you're lucky and the rest of the time you're running nonstop. Carolyn says, yeah. Ray says, and I think that's reality. Then Carolyn finishes with, mommies don't take days off. So I think there's a double standard still, you know? It's kind of like the Bible verse where we were told that we would have pain in childbirth. That was our, you know, punishment for eating the the fruit where men had to toil the ground. Well, now we are toiling the ground and pain in childbirth as far as continuing to have to be mothers extra, but they didn't have to pick up anything. See, we hear it, right? We all, we have to do it all now. It's reality. Women don't take days off. Being punished. Non-stop running. So you hear that as stress being the plight of women in their conversation. So having heard that, I noticed two distinct ways that women talked about stress as our burden. One way is... Um, Let me go over to page 82. I told you I was going to read a lot of things here. And then I'm going to refer to a couple of ads. This is back to Carolyn and Ray. Carolyn says, I think, and and here's where I showed them an ad for relaxity. And I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. Carolyn says, I think this reminds me of the 50s. Oh, darn. Let me back up. I have to tell you about the ad first. I will post a picture. Um, In fact, I think I'll probably put the picture as the main um, picture in the show notes. So it's an ad for this chemical or this uh, supplement, an herbal supplement called Relaxity. And the big uh, caption at the top says, don't let stress ruin your life. And on the, there are two, it's the same woman. There's a picture on the left of this woman without Relaxity. She has her arm full of groceries. Her hair is a mess. An apple is falling out of her grocery bag. Her coffee is spilled by her feet. She's slumped over with her hand in her hair, just like, oh my gosh. On the right-hand side is the woman with relaxity. She has all of the same things she had before. She has an armful of groceries. She has her coffee, but this time she is walking completely level. (coughs) Her hair is wonderful. Her groceries are all balanced and her coffee is perfectly steaming in her hand. She is smiling and she is very happy. So, you know, that's one of those things I talked about before I think the the societal expectations are. Let's not work on balancing the tasks in our world. Let's not change that. Let's just take something in order to keep all of the same things we have, but just be able to carry them better. So now back to Carolyn and Ray. I showed them the ad. Carolyn says, I think this reminds me of the 50s, the woman on the right in the ad. And by the way, that's the woman that's balancing everyone. And Ray says, unleave it to Beaver. Carolyn says, yeah, the things they did. We are expected to go to work and do everything at work. This is the 2012 woman, you know, where we are doing everything. The woman on the left and not handling it well. So one of the ways, the first way that women talked about Uh, stress as the plight of women is the societal expectations we're expected to do it all we carry it all we have it all 
we've picked up everything. Nothing has changed. Men haven't, but we are expected here and now we're in 2020 to do it all. There is an ad as well, and I'll post a link to this in the show notes. Um, I've talked about, I talk about ads all the time. I post about it on Facebook. This one is for a, a paper plate commercial with Dixie. And so it shows this woman, she's on a high wire between two buildings, which is the dumbest thing. She's carrying dinner on, I think I have this right, on Dixie paper plates. Um, she's going from one building to the second building. And on the second building, her family is waiting patiently while she brings them their dinner. Mm. Look, I'm not, I think we all I've talked about this before with Judith Baker Miller. We all are healthier if we serve one another, but it becomes burdensome when we are expected to serve and we do it when we do it because it's an expectation and we don't get personal fulfillment out of it. That's what the paper plate commercial is. And I just don't like it at all. So one more extract about this on page 83. And we're still in the first way that women talk about stress as a societal expectation. This is Abilene and Bernie, again, talking about the relaxity ad. Abilene says, talking about the left-hand woman, she's disorganized. She's a big mess. Look at her hair. She hasn't brushed her hair. She doesn't care about what she looks like because she doesn't have time to care what she looks like. Bernie says, well, she's got worries on her mind and she can't focus. She's dropping things. She's not able. And just the visual, she's not able to balance it all. She can't balance everything in her life. What I want to say here is just a quick, a quick note about the words, because remember this podcast is, is, is speaking life and, and, and mental and emotional well-being. And part of that has to do with how we talk. I want to encourage you to be very careful about saying have to and can't. And look, again, I'm not discounting your difficulties. But when we say, oh, no, I can't do this because I have to do that. I'm not able to do this. Reassess that. Reassess that because I really firmly believe that we need to look, just like in the happiness formula, about the power of choices and making moves to get back to have, not get back to, to get to having choices, especially as women. Okay, so the first way women talked about stress was as a plight of women based on the societal expectations. The second way that women talked about stress as being the plight of women was about the fact that it is innate to our nature. So now I'm on page 84 to 86, and I just want to read, I just highlighted a few things. I'm it, I'm not even going to go through entire extracts here, just pieces of it. So listen to women talking about it being innate. It's part of us. It's who we are. Kay says, I'm telling you, my mother-in-law once told me, she said, you know, being a woman's never fair. It's not right, but it's the way God made it. And it's just the way it is. Um, Jacqueline says, she's talking about men. She says, I mean, it's not like they don't carry the same amount of stress we do, but we just take it more to heart, I think, than they do. Um, and Grace says, yeah, my husband's okay if the house is messy, you know. And as a woman, I feel like I'm a failure if people come to my house. I don't think that he sees it that way. But I feel less than, you know. And then Erica says about stress, I feel women harbor it and men don't. So innate to our nature, just it's the way we are. It's the way that we're made. It's not fair, but it's how it is. We harbor it. We take it to heart. We feel like failures when men don't. 
So is it, is it the plight of women? Is it inevitable? Well, let me just kind of sync everything up here and and finish this up by just talking for a moment about men versus women and role expectations. And this information I'm not reading word for word, but it is in the book on pages 83 through 89. So if I had you here in a live seminar, I would ask you the question, what do you see as the traditional role of men? And I did that for a long time. And high percentage of time, in the 90s probably, I would hear things like provider, protector, defender. And then I would ask the question, what do you see as the traditional role of women? And I would hear things like motherer, nurturer, caretaker, maybe homemaker. And so you might be thinking, these are like dated. That's not 2020. But are they? I mean, are they totally dated? If, if you see a man who doesn't work and the woman supports the family because he doesn't want to and she's doing all the work, there sometimes can be a weird feeling about that. Um, I'm not judging the roles. I'm just saying, I think we still have some expectations. And I think that part of that is because, look, let's just, let's just, let's just admit it here that we do have different biological bodies and our biological bodies are kind of designed for those roles that we just said were traditional defender, protector, and nurturer, caretaker. Our bodies, ladies are designed to have babies. I am not saying you need to have babies. Some women's bodies can't, but overall the design is to have children. And so in men's bodies overall are designed for that physical work. It does not mean we have babies. It does not mean all men are physically strong, but the biology is a trend and we have brain differences. And this is on page 89 to 93. I'm just bulleting it here. We have more neurons in our language and hearing centers. Our hippocampus is bigger, and that is the part that connects emotions and memory. Our frontal lobe tends to be more active, and that's where we think through things like consequences. We tend to think consequences more than men. Our occipital lobe, which is vision, is we tend to see better in dim light. We can read emotions maybe a little bit better, like on people's faces. Our parietal lobe, which is touch, we tend to feel more pain. We tend to enjoy hugs more, maybe holding hands, braiding each other's hair. Our temporal lobe is more active, and that's hearing. And overall, our brains tend to not shut off and crave activity more. Relationships are complicated, and so that's a lot of activity in in your brain, and we tend to do better with that. We have estrogen that's not, so not even brain, but just other things like chemicals. We have oxytocin, which is a feel-good chemical. You get it. So even if you don't have kids, our bodies are different. It would be insane to not recognize that we are different. Ladies, we as a gender can make people. So we're definitely different. So what am I saying then about all this? I'm going to read. Um, Actually, I'm going to recap and then I'm going to close on page 93 and 94. So what I wanted you to get out of today is, first of all, to hear what the ideal relational nature would be of women to support each other and talk and enjoy and all those things. Isn't it great when that happens? And then to talk just a little bit about biology and that there are gender differences. 
And then I wanted you to hear the two ways that women tend to talk about stress as the plight of women. And that is societal expectations on women and then the innate nature of women. And then I finished up by just saying, look, and you know this, we're different. Men and women are different. We have different bodies. We have different brains. We have different chemicals. So ultimately, is it inevitable that stress is the plight of women? So I am flat out reading. You know, sometimes I write something. I'm like, well, that was pretty good. I don't know that I can say it better by just trying to summarize it. So I'm going to end on 93 and 94, bottom of 93 and top of 94. And I ask the question, is it inevitable that stress is the plight of women? We've spent a lot of time on it, but it's so important considering all of the women talked about stress in this way, all of the women in my study. So this indicates there must be characteristics, traits, etc. that are specific just to us. And there are. We do have biology that predisposes us to caring and nurturing. But of course, there's more to it than biology. We live in a society that oftentimes still places unrealistic expectations on us stemming from culture, religion, or family values. And remember the happiness formula we talked about a couple sessions ago. Genetics is part of it. Conditions are part of it. But most importantly, remember the value of voluntary activities, of choices. We are women and we should become women of power and women of choices. And that's what I wanted you to get out of today. And sadly, but excitedly, that is our time for today. And I am continuing to pray for you every day. I pray, you know what? That is a total lie. There are days when I mess up and don't. So, but I do pray for you. I pray for our country, our leaders. I pray for our roles and the people affected through all of this. And I hope that you are joining me in in praying and making good choices and staying mentally and emotionally healthy. I hope that you continue to listen and to pass the show link along to a friend or two and subscribe, download, review, wherever you're listening. Head over to TammyWest.com and get information if you'd like for me to speak at your next event, order products, and also you'll find all of the links and information. I would love for you to follow me on social media. All of that is in the show notes. If you are a woman, please make sure you are in my private Facebook group, The Stress Club. The link is in the show notes. And I think that that is it. Um, Make sure to message me if you want the PDF for The Stress Club. If you have already missed some of the promotions, I will send you a, a PDF through email, text, whatever. Thank you so much for listening, for growing our community. I pray every day you remember to love, to serve, to feel worthy, to grow, to connect, to change, and to be the best person you can be for yourself and for all of those other humans in your world. And until next time, consider yourself happy.